255 Radio Impound Podcast. And uh, joining me is the CEO of J Concepts and my co-host of the RIP Podcast for the past 11 years, I think we determined. It's Yeah, it's a long time. Crazy. And he's marked safe from the hurricane. Uh, hurricane, we're trying to figure this out. Hurricane Idalia. That's probably totally wrong. Yeah, probably totally wrong. I don't know either, but yeah, in our in our area, in our area, we're pretty safe here. You just got some rain. That was it. Yeah, a a small amount of rain too. Like not even a lot of rain. Wow. Well, you lucked out there, man. Because I was thinking when I saw that this morning, I was like, man, that looks like it's going right in your path. And I'm like, well, Jason's going to be out of power again. Yeah, I was out of power a couple days ago. It didn't even have anything to do with the storm. Yeah, I was like, man, does that have something to do with the storm all the way down there? You're like, no, somebody drilled through a power line. (laughs) And Jason was out of power and had to spend the night. Did you spend the whole night at J Concepts? Yeah, spent the whole night there from about 11 o'clock till about 7 a.m. And then people start rolling in, and you're like, well, might as well just stay here. No, I actually actually went home, um, cleaned up, took a nap, then went back. Because, you know, sleeping on a couch wasn't that great there. But it was better than not having air, air conditioning. So. Right. Uh, Bobby Lang's checking in, saying top fan checking in. So he's a top fan now, so... If you're a top fan of the podcast in the uh, Facebook page there, let us know. Hey, you better check in. Check in. You don't want to lose that badge. Because <laughs> they take it away from you, don't they? Yeah, if, you don't, if you're not active on the page, uh, they take your badge away. And then you got to start liking stuff and posting, and then you get your badge back. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty- a, it's a constant struggle keeping that badge. Remember, I used to put that in every top fan checking in. Yeah, I, I like that. I think you need to do that. Keep it I think we need to bring it back. Yeah. Or when you comment, top fan commenting here. I'll have to do that. I have my J Concepts top fan badge. That's good. Yeah. Safe from the hurricane. And then, uh, so it's not going to do anything to your flight then tomorrow? Uh, apparently, no. I think everything's still on schedule. I can take a look here while we're while we're. So talking. Frontier is on schedule. Yeah, definitely not Frontier this time around. <laughs> going to avoid that one yeah but uh, bobby's saying it's hard out here in the streets of the top fan street so it's a tough one still showing that the the flight is on time for tomorrow so nice good news yeah usually kind of a quick flight up there we fly into hartford connecticut uh easy little drive over there to enfield and unpack and you know try to uh, organize a few things, maybe get a few batteries in, and then pack it in and start again on Friday. You guys are going to have awesome weather, also. Really? Yeah. It's going to well, at least here in PA, it's going to be nineties all weekend. Okay. And no rain, so I'm sure it's the same for Connecticut. And that's what we need. Yeah, really. Uh, Bobby's saying any news on the J Concepts Geo Tracker T Max Body Gaudi Edition? I mean, uh, a T Max at this point might be a kind of a poor, a poor release, a little behind the times, but maybe like mm. X Max, maybe like an X Max. X Max, that's the one. Okay. Yeah, we do need a Geo Tracker body though. Okay. 
or a bandit. Yeah, Bobby's talking about maybe a bandit would be a good idea. So, yeah, we'll get over there. They usually, you know, it's an outdoor turf track. Uh, kind of fell in love with that outdoor turf track about, I guess it was, I want to say that I was thinking about this today, trying to figure out the first time we went to that location, but I think it was 2015. I think this is going to be our eighth event there. Uh, it's a pretty good location. It's definitely cool to run on the turf. And, and uh, I mean, it, the timing isn't uh, that great this year with the Worlds being next. Well, we leave at the end of next week for the Worlds. So the timing's not ideal, but we went with it anyway. And there it is. That's the track. This is uh, from, I think it was last year. Fourth, yeah, annual, This is the fourth annual J Concepts Turf Nationals. I remember this one. This one was an this was an ass kicker. That layout. That was a triple in the center. Um, I just remember crashing on that a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's the track, and uh, we had fun there. The, the weather's good, and you. I feel like you can kind of drive it like an outdoor dirt blue groove track. So yeah, you're going through some of our photos here. Oh, from, this is 2018. Yeah, so good times doing that event. Um, we got a few of our – that's the indoor carpet track, so if you ever have weather, you can just go in there and run on the carpet. Yeah, we got Jake checking in here. We got Lance checking in, John Bolton. Oh, the whole crew. Yeah. The Ripheads. Ripheads. Lance McDonald, he just got back from doing the RC Pro-Am with uh, Brent Densford. Uh, the the event Brent Brent Densford put on, and uh, he just got back from that, I think. And Lance has been doing a bunch of races the last couple months, so he's got to be feeling it by now. Jake Jake checking in, of course. Well, maybe he's back home. I think last couple times he was in Alaska, or a couple couple episodes back, he was in Alaska when we were yeah chatting, taking an exotic vacation. Uh, so he's, uh, Lance is saying he's feeling this hurricane. Yeah. So he, he's up there in North Florida. So he, he got, got a lot of the weather and I saw that he bought it or got a generator hooked up to his house today. Got one of those, uh, Harbor freight predators, 9,500. I saw him get, he said he hooked that thing up and it's kicking butt. And then Jake's got to be down in the thick of it too. Down in the St. Petersburg area. Yeah, on the coast. Yeah. They were getting a lot of, uh, of the, uh, what do they call it? Storm surge. Storm surge. That's it. They were getting a bunch of that. And I can see a lot of areas down there. Was it Paul and I looking at that earlier? Just a lot of, a lot of issues. I mean, these hurricanes are I mean, every year now. They're, I don't know what it is, but. We're we're starting to get them very consistently every year where they're they're coming through the area. I mean, as a kid, I don't really I remember like a couple. Well, it's Cobra Commander. He's targeting that area with his weather dominator. That's true. That's what it is. I forgot about him. Bobby's saying he started a page for the Traxxas Bandit spec race and it turned into almost six thousand people showing off their bandits. Yeah, I'd like to know. I mean, the Traxxas Bandit's been around for a long time. It was a, that's really a, a ve- like their other vehicles. It's just kind of a, 
I believe it's just a rustler with a buggy body. And they've done well over the years. I don't think it's done as well as the rustler and the stampede, but if you said that page turned into 6,000, that's pretty amazing. And I think a lot of people were turning them into drag vehicles too. the, the bandit for mm-hmm. some reason. They would stretch them and keep the buggy body kind of look, look kind of cool. We got Corey Jordan checking in saying, uh, Gotti, did you enjoy Mugen challenge? We did, man. We did a podcast on it. Um, had a great time hanging out with Jason and uh, meeting uh, uh, fans of the podcast. That so was pretty cool. So I did have a good time. Yeah, the the event that Lance just did there, the RC Pro, and it was a kind of a different format of an event. They they kind of paired up, you know, what they were considering the pros and the Joes together to uh, kind of form uh, smaller teams to compete for, you know, overall championships. And they had like a, what you'd be into, they had a draft. I didn't watch it, but it was, they, mm-hmm. they did it live. They did a draft of uh, certain drivers. I think they had some, Paul was telling me about this. They had some stats on different drivers. So when you went to kind of choose your racers, you had a little information to go from to choose who would be on your team. And, um, it almost sounds like that was one of the coolest parts of it was really just the, the draft part of it. I mean, everybody knows the racing side of it at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know, track inside a building, you know, go out, run your races, qualifiers, whatever. But it sounds like the draft thing was kind of fun and interesting. Um, that might get some, some play down the road at some, some other things, uh, other events maybe, or, you know, coming back to next year for their, for their next year's event. But it sounded like that, that was pretty neat. People enjoyed that. Obviously covering it live. And so, uh, watched, uh, the start of the pro buggy main there. I want to say Cole Ogden was TQ, but it's like the rough track kind of got them there at the beginning stages. They were bouncing and flipping all over the place and guys were just keeping on all four wheels and, Camden Lime was in there for a while leading and but uh, yeah Paul I don't remember if Lance was around during when we did the uh, the old Wiregrass Nationals in Dothan Alabama that first building we used in Dothan was was pretty cool um, and uh, then the next year we went back it was a different building the second year got really rough. So we got uh, on in the background here. God, he's brought up some of our old turf mats. This uh, is 2021. Okay. Yep. I ran this. I ran this track. <clears throat> yeah. It always seems like I, I'm trying to break my curse this year. Of just being a little more consistent. I'll have one really good run when I go here. And I don't know why I think it's going to be any different. I haven't raced anymore. I probably actually less, but I'm trying to, uh, break that where I can have multiple good runs uh, in each class. So we'll see how we can do. I don't know. I haven't been driving very good the past. I think 2017 was, was my last good year of racing. So you're I still re- in yay when you go to these, right? Yeah. But it's just the last time I remember really feeling 
good when I was driving was about 2017. See that? The age is creeping up. You know, I, I, I feel okay when I drive the cars, but just the consistency isn't very good. And now granted, I don't know how I could expect anything different because it's not like I'm out there running all the time, but I do feel like if I ran all the time, I would be pretty in touch with it, but it's just not something you can just not do and then just show up and be, you know, what you, what you really think you you're capable of. So, um, yeah, I have moments and just, you got to hunt that consistency now more than ever, uh, but we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. See See if I'm motivated to get my stuff working any better or. Oh man. You get motivated, bro. So yeah, this is the track here in the background. Pretty cool. This layout was a little bit. Um, I, I felt this layout was a little bit nicer to drive than the one. Than the one we had. Uh, what was that? 2018 you showed, man, that was tough. Is yeah, that what I had up earlier? Yeah, yeah, that was a tough one. Well, it was really just the triple. The fact that you had to jump this triple that they had was, mm. was really wild. So I can't find any photos of the one coming up yet. So Yeah, I don't know that they have a photo posted of the layout, but you know, when we get there late tomorrow, we'll, be we'll, we'll get posting. something rolling. Uh, Bobby's saying, question for Jason. With your ability to manufacture carbon fiber parts, have you ever considered a J-Concepts oval purpose built kit? I'm assuming he's thinking dirt oval, but I, I think we've thought about it, or at least I have and considered it, but you're really gonna be you're really gonna be a lot deeper into it than just the carbon fiber because today you really kind of have to make the whole thing or that's what I would want to do. And you'd be, you know, I'd want to have the A arms, the caster blocks. Um, rear hub carriers, transmission, the whole thing. Um, and then you're talking about a really big commitment. And we would have to approach it like we approach our 10 scale and 8 scale racing. We would have to be at, at almost all the, the larger events. We would have to have our top end drivers, uh, you know, competing and showing at the, at the front of the field. And it's just something else we would have to kind of manage. So, yeah, we've we've thought about it and discussed it a little bit, but I think it's better to allow the people to do it that are doing it at the moment that are good at it. They do already hit the events, and you know we have our our, our niche niche out there as well um, with different things, and you know we we try to be good in those also. So. Um, for us, our, our top level drivers and our talent really race off-road 10 scale and 8 scale. And we try to be aware of that. And we try to support that the greatest because that's where we have our greatest chance to have success. Uh, that's kind of where we're set up in. And, you know, if we do dirt oval, we'd have to drag some of those guys over, which would be perfectly capable of doing you know, Mayfield and everyone else, he's already ran a little oval and been a winner, but, um, 
it's it's all about where to dedicate those resources and we we have done a few events this year and last year uh, tyler hooks have been kind of um behind that he's been working on having a couple dirt oval events we haven't connected them together or done a series level uh event yet but um it's now we're just doing individual races and they've been doing pretty well we had one at kyle layton's track in california and we had one over in texas Um, the year before that we had one in wisconsin Uh, so we've had several of these and it's just about, uh, you know, keeping them in the schedule and just realizing that we want to support it. And, and we like to support these ones that are like at tracks like Kyle's where, you know, he's, he also has a, a bit of a, not, I'm going to say a storefront, but he, you know, he, he attempts to have a little bit of a hobby shop with his track and it's good to support these type of facilities and stores that are actually, you know, doing this for a living, um, doing RC and RC sales for a living and trying to broaden, um, the scope of RC. It's good to, to support them. So that's kind of what we're doing. We've kind of tiptoed around for, man, I've, I've wanted to do it for about 10 or so years was do some eight scale races. Um, I mean, I'd say 10 or 12 years ago, we talked about even starting it and having one at LCRC, but you know, that was a long time ago. I mean, we're talking like, you know, when we started, you know, when I started with you on the podcast, I mean, it was that long ago we had, we had discussed it and talked about it and we were pretty, we were pretty deep talking about it for this year too. And uh, we haven't done it, but, um, I think we got to make some adjustments in what we're doing on our events uh, to kind of compensate for the latest surfaces, the ability for people to get everywhere that they need to go. And then maybe, you know, move in some of this eight scale or uh, dirt oval. uh, So we're a little more well-rounded in the events that we're doing. But as far as dirt oval, I mean, Bobby, you know, talking about that, I mean, Scotty just went live with his chili bowl entries. It sold out 600 and I want to say 650 entries. Um, I don't know how I'm going to go there this year and not get sick, but the chili bowl virus. Oh my gosh. When is this race? It is in, is it January? Wow. That's coming up already. Just yeah. seems like you were there. Yeah. It, this year is, it is cooking by. And I mean, by the time we get through this world, it is just going to feel like it just, we're just going to smoke through the rest of the year. Bobby's saying, that's what I'm saying. I think, I think you could do a, a sick kit or at least a conversion that bundles with your dirt oval bodies. I have a feeling that That a whole kit you're going to have to make. Is that what he's saying? Well, that you would have to do that. You know, I thought I I thought maybe you're piecing stuff together for a kit or something like you know. No, I mean, if you, if you were so you're making a J Concepts Dirt Oval kit. Well, that what he, that's what he's asking for. Wow, that's a project. It's a project. Um, and you got to make sure the market's there for that, right? Which I guess it is because everybody's racing Dirt Oval now. It seems. I have a feeling that there's going to be definitely more people jumping in that game in 2024. 
Yeah, everybody's incorporating a dirt oval now into their dirt track. So it's almost like, you know, for a while it was like if you had a carpet track, you know, they try to incorporate on-road into it uh, for different weeks. But, you know, now for a dirt track, it's almost like they're trying to incorporate a dirt oval into it. Hmm. Jason Santos is in the chat. Jason, I was working on that 1.5 today. I was obsessed, man. I was working mm. on that B1.5 project. Oof. Once you get obsessed with uh, something, it's hard to it's hard to stop. Yeah, Santos, I need you to pick up that hotshot too in the background here. You can get that thing running for me. And Jason, notice the frames. I told you you're hanging up frames at your at your uh, office. That's right. That's right. He's back there leaning against the wall. Get those easy anchors, man. <laughs> I'm not brave enough, man. Though that, then I I got that ad to how to you know easily hang photos correctly. I guess it was like a little device that you can use. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but you admit it is a project to do that. I got it figured out, yeah, but yeah. it's a pain, man. It's, it's easier to just lean them there like that. It's a total <laughs> pain. It is. Um, so Jason Santos, he built a. I sent him a bunch of parts a long time ago, and he, he put together what uh, a few guys call B1.5 um, in that basically what it is is taking an RC-10 and an RC-10T2, which was a truck, and you kind of use as many of the truck parts, the chassis, transmission that you can, and then use RC-10 suspension uh and uh, Jason works on those quite a bit. He's made it several of them. Uh, he, he took and put one together for me. We made a special body for it. Uh, this was several months back. We made a special body for it because I told him we would do that. And so now I was working on that body mounting project. I got it on there. And now I'm like, man, I want to change how the wing mounts to it. <laughs> And uh, going to go with some some uh, classic wing tubes and going to go with a different kind of body mount uh, combination so I can get my the wing where I want it. So it's kind of getting obsessed with that. And today I was thinking about, man, it'd be cool to make some design, some A-arms for this thing so it looked different. And then I wanted to make like a weight box, little weight box for the front end. A lot of guys do that on high traction. They'll put a weight box or put weight in the front of an RC 10. So I was thinking about building something like that. Um, kind of some cool stuff. Um, they have thin wires hooks that pop right through the drywall for the photos. Bobby's saying, okay, well, I'm still not, I can never get them level and straight. Well, here's the ticket is <laughs> what I did was I saw a video, you know, my mom likes hanging photos but I saw this video and basically one of the things that I found was kind of nice is you take a two inch, um, you take some two inch masking tape and you, you lay it across the back of your picture right under where the right under where it'll hang. Right. All right. You sent me the photo of you guys. Did yeah. That. Yeah. Right. Then you, then you mark on the masking tape, the, the, the position of where, uh, you got to put your hangers. Then you can take the masking tape off and then you can put it on the wall and transfer those marks to the wall. 
Now, granted, you got to decide where you want the picture on the wall, but now you have mm -hmm. the tape with the spread of where your locations need to be. And you can actually use a little mini level and you can, you could level the tape on the wall. Oh, wow. And that's, that's what we did with that one that I sent you is um, I actually laid out the pictures on the ground with, I put eight inches between each photo, uh, each, each, uh, each picture, put eight inches between them. I ran the tape across and then I marked on the tape uh, where each hanger needed to be. Then we put the tape on the wall and leveled it. And then I put the holes where they needed to be in the wall and it just went together. So some, um, the one back there I have has the two hooks in the back. That's really, those are tough. Like to I like the, I like the frames that just have the metal piece in the middle and then you got to yeah. go like that. Yeah, I'd have to see the I'd have to see the one you got there. Man, those two hooks are brutal. It's a, it's a pain in the butt. I and I I don't like I like the anchors that go into the wall because, man, when you get those ones that just have little nails, I mean, they're if you mess that if you like get it loose <laughs> if you get it loose at all, it just falls right out. They're just garbage. Right. So you kind of have to get those anchors that screw into the drywall. Then you put a screw into it. Then you can hang on the screw and you have a nice, to me, those are the way to go. Hmm. Well, who did the photos behind you there? Me and my mom and Allison. Oh, wow. Okay. We, we, we actually laid them out, uh, laid these out first with masking tape and then uh, hung them up. Oh, there you go. Well, you just got a lesson in uh, hanging photos up there, uh, fam. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> never know what you're going to get. Turf Nats, hanging photos. That's what this podcast was all about, this episode. Yeah, Turf Nats, we'll get there tomorrow. Like I said, try to get a couple runs in and then see how the track is. You know, talk to the crew, get some photos. Um, yeah, it's just, like I said, the timing's not the greatest because we leave for the world's the end of next week. But, you know, we're committed. We want to be there. We want to do it right. The race always does well for us. Um, so, Several classes. Obviously, we're going to have the 17.5 classes, popular stuff there. 13.5, two-wheel mod, four-wheel mod. we got 40-plus two-wheels. That was a good one there. So I expect it to still be a pretty good turnout. Um, traditionally, the racers don't sign up that well ahead of time at that location, which we wish they would. But mm, So they just show up the day of? Usually, yeah. So a little bit of predicting there, but I think I'd still see it doing pretty well. If we have the weather that you're saying or predicting, I think we should be good. I mean, at least for PA, it's going to be nice. So I'd imagine not much, much of a difference up there. Um, somebody sending you a photo? Yeah, I'll send you a photo of the layout here. I think they just, I think it just now took the photo. Matthew Sosa. Susa. So he just he just got us a photo, so I sent it to you. So it's a couple lanes on this track, a little different direction than traditional. Got a couple coming at you, going away from you. I think we I think the I think this track is 
The biggest turnout we ever had was about 340 entries at this race. So yeah, here's the photo supplied by Matthew Sousa. You got some lanes coming at you and going away. Uh, got that tabletop on the right, which is always tricky. So we got Tom Bishop giving us a little update here. He's a, he's always there helping with something, and he, I wouldn't be surprised if he did most of this track. But yeah, yeah. Big, big tabletop on the right. That's I was. Uh, you know, you got to watch it going up there. Get on that little curb. You, Launch it into the propane tank. Yeah, that happens more than you want. <laughs> what happens actually is you traction roll, or you, you the car kind of gets on the right side and you flip off the edge. What I say they had eleven tracks or courses there. That was the, I believe that's what I was counting one time. Wait, what? At this at RC Madness? Yeah, there's like eleven tracks or courses there. Wow. Yeah, you got you definitely have your fair share of options at RC Madness. I don't even know if the eleven that I counted one time include their jack drag strip. I think they put in a drag strip too. That might that might be twelve. You know, all these things when you just look at them, you know, when the jumps aren't highlighted, they look a, sometimes look a little simple, but none of these tracks are simple. Tom's saying, yeah, they put a new drag strip in three years ago. Yeah, maybe that's 12 then. So, so right in the middle there, it looks like you'd really launch it over to the, uh, I don't know, that looks like a little bit of a tabletop too, but maybe not. Yeah, what you do here is you start on the back straightaway, straightaway right-hander, and you're coming at you. That's either like a step up or a double. And then uh, got a radius of, uh, left-hander into a right coming up over the, the big tabletop. Actually, you're coming the other direction than I thought. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're coming at you, then sweeping in front of the driver's stand, double away from you, chicane, uh, kind of a sweeping turn there to the left, infield sweeper with a <clears throat> kind of a hard little triangle jump that you'll probably just try to roll over or pop over, right-hander with a little little slight ski jump coming out the driver's stand then a double double going back on the straightaway so tom's saying there is a short video clip on rc madness foot facebook page <clears throat> yeah so after this we'll we'll pack it in we'll get some good uh handle gets good photos and video and we'll uh get that going on online and then we'll hightail it by the end of next week out to the worlds in arizona and start that um, monster event so yeah and we'll go head out there get the worlds and we'll get get ready out there and got a lot going on yeah tom bishop oh so here we go yeah chicane there it's kind of a am i infield sweeper a little triangle jump ski jump here coming at you double double coming on the straight long back straight sweeper he lost it, but I guess that was our short video. And uh, Lee, uh, your humor will miss this weekend for sure. Oh, Lee Sessor's in the chat too. Okay. Yeah, he said he can't get enough of this. That's all of our entertainment here, you know? Yeah. I don't think he's talking about the pod. 
I think he is. He's talking about the uh He's talking about the turf nats. So Lee's going, Hannah, uh Paul no, Lynn. Lee's not going. Oh, Lee's not going. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so that's what Tom means then. He's going to miss him. Okay. Uh, yeah, Lee's saying he won't make it. Uh, he's upset. Absolutely love driving at RC Madness. Yeah. yeah. Lee's getting ready for the big worlds. We're going to have to, you know, dip into that next week. I'll, I'll bring out some of my uh, predictions. I'll have some uh, bunch of driver listings. We'll, we'll talk about what the, what to expect. We got a bunch of Matt Olson's going to be doing the coverage there with Mod Live Media, and he's got a lot of a lot of people coming in to uh, to assist and, and discuss it, talk about it. So, as well as we'll see Matt this weekend at RC Madness. So, Tom's saying, not sure if it's been talked about, but three days of sun and 80, 80 degree weather. There you go. Wow. Good. All right, well, we wanted to keep this one short, though, because we know you gotta, you're got you busy. you got to get this one. Uh, get your... Got to uh, pack up. Yeah, yeah pack up. And uh, this time we're not using Frontier, so uh, Jason should be okay. Hopefully. I'm not going to lose your bag. Hopefully the flight leaves on time. That's right. No eight-hour delays. Yeah. And then a whole mm-hmm. uh, week of world's action. So I don't know. I was, I think I was discussing this with you as far as um, the handout tire. So it's AKA. Mm-hmm. Um, so is this something they've been doing for the past couple of worlds or something? Handout tires then? Cause handout tires have happened since the 2002 worlds. I <sighs> wow. Why did, why did they switch to that though? Um, well, well, I believe that, the nine when we, the last time we had open tires at the worlds, I believe, was the '99 worlds, and um, you know, I was racing for Team Associated and uh, Proline, and we designed and brought a special tire for the '99 worlds, and there was a little bit of a mm. I'm not, not not altercation, but there was a little bit of a drama involved with a, the front tire we were using. Um, and it didn't have anything to do with the race organizers or anything, but I feel like whatever happened after that race, they decided to go to control tires. So I don't know if, if people felt like, um, you know, there was something about the, the tires there that they, that they didn't, they felt like was not fair, or if it was just a kind of a, leading up to that uh, maybe it was a bunch of things that kind of happened over a period of years because it you know tires mean everything at that level well i'm sorry at every level yeah but to me it makes it more exciting too it was really exciting and very difficult because um you know you don't you you have to run uh, you're running your stuff against everybody else's stuff so but they wanted to take that out of out of the the worlds at in 10 scale. And I believe it was 2002 was the first worlds wow. that um, had control tires. And um, so yeah, 2002 uh, because of nine 11, the race was supposed to be in 2001, but the, because of nine 11, it was actually in 2002. And then they came right back in 2003 and stayed on schedule. Right. 
and they had a Worlds in 20, and sorry, in 2003, which is when J Concepts debuted uh, with the body in the car. And uh, so there was control tires there. 2005, there was control tires. 2007, control. Um, 2009, that was the one in South Africa that nobody went to. Then there was 2011, 13, 15, 17, 19, and then uh, now we're up to current. So there was no, there was no 2021 IFMA Worlds with uh, with COVID. So uh, Spencer has been able to hold on to that two wheel world title for four years, and wow. Bruno Quaylo has been able to hold on to his four wheel title for four years. So that's a long in a career. And in a, in a um, it's like being the NBA or the NFL champion for four years, right? Like yeah, that's it's crazy. A long, long run. So yeah. But these guys are still at the top of their game, so they're looking to kind of back it up. I mean, yeah. So Spencer's trying to defend his title. Correct. Wow, it's nuts when you think about it. It is. And yeah. Bruno trying to defend his four wheel. So yeah, yeah. it's pretty crazy. Don't you guys get together every so often, Ifmar and them, and like, hey, no. man? I don't know that Ifmar has ever emailed me about and asked about anything. They talk to the car manufacturers occasionally, hmm. but I think in general, um, yeah, they, they. I mean, we we'll, we talk to them a little bit <laughs> at the actual races, and I've been included in a few of their meetings there. Um over the years and yeah, it's, I would rather not be in the meetings anymore to be honest, because it's just a mess. Like nobody, not, it's hard to get anything accomplished. There's so many people with different views and ideas and um, people go off on these weird tangents and it's hard to keep things organized in the meetings. And um, you have some people that, that are there that don't need to be there that don't understand the business. They understand racing, but they don't understand the business of RC. And, um, it gets frustrating being in those meetings because the, the people that are there that don't understand the business and some of the, the bigger picture things, it gets kind of frustrating hearing what they want to talk about, I guess. I don't know. I used to love that in the worlds of tire wars. And well, no, it, it was, it was a great time. Um, but I, I actually prefer the race to be controlled tires because I think that it's better for the racer. And I think if we had to go to these races, first of all, um, you know, we do, we do it in eight scale and it's a huge, um, it's a huge problem for us to usually have all of our items there and in storage and ship them there. I mean, just getting our, our equipment to Spain was a big undertaking last year. Uh, you know, getting our storage container sorted out and it is a ton of work. It's fun to win uh, and, you know, or compete for the win, I should say. Uh, it definitely gives you something to shoot for, but it's a lot of work, and it's honestly probably more difficult for the racer at a race like that. 
Um, and I think uh, this 10 scale world, I think it'll, it'll be a good example. You know, we were actually asked to be the control tire for this event, but we turned it down just, and I felt like since we had several drivers that are from Arizona and of course you got Dakota who is coming in. I felt we would have several drivers that were, would be kind of targeted in a sense. Like if we were the control tire, I felt like people would, would be looking to some of our guys and saying that they had special tires or somehow they were cheating. And I just felt like it was better to not even be involved in the part of it. And and we concentrate on the bodies, the wheels, the accessories and stuff we traditionally do in 10 scale and support our drivers trying to win the worlds. And that's what we like to do. And we let them do the tires uh, in the tech you know, where they're supposed to. Uh, you know, we provide and work on the wheels and everything else. But um, I think it's better for the racer. We got uh, Jeff Stackowitz checking in here. Uh, he's always, uh, he's probably ran, if not all of them, at least three quarters of our turf nationals <clears throat> here at RC Madness. He's, uh, won the Roar Nats and uh, I believe it was carpet a couple of years ago, uh, in the 17.5 or 13.5 four wheel, I think. Uh, I believe he recently started running the x-ray car. So Jeff will have to tell us how he's liking the x-ray stuff. Oh, so he's going to be wearing a suit. Um, he's, yeah, he's going he's gonna to wear a suit. Um, <laughs> he's always really good on this track. I think he runs – sometimes he runs 17.5, 13.5, and I've seen him run mod too. So he, sometimes he'll run three or four classes out there, a quick driver every on all the surfaces, but you know, especially on this surface. Well, we wish you guys the best of luck, J-Concepts team out there. Jason Rona is going to be uh, trying to hold it down for the team <laughs> along with some other drivers. We got some but, great drivers there. Uh, that so are, are you like in the 40 plus class? Yeah. yeah, I'll run 40, 40 plus two wheel and two wheel mod is usually what I run. So looking at my stuff, I hope I can charge it up and get out there. Um, yeah, you'll have a lot of help. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I can't do it. It's just, do you want to do it? It's just the motivation. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got to motivate them. What's Maybe weird is, you know, obviously when I was younger or in the peak of my racing, the motivation to work on the cars and mount tires was not an issue. I would do anything up until whatever time at night. Um, but I, I kind of like to enjoy the race now through everybody else's eyes in a sense. I like to see everybody else enjoying it and how they're taking it in uh, for me to sit there and just concentrate on my own stuff is very difficult. Um, and I like kind of taking it all in and uh, seeing how people do and kind of evaluating the situation. Uh, another thing is uh, going up to the world and going out to the world. It's going to be, I was just telling Paul the other day, it's like, not only am I excited to see who, makes the A main. I'm really looking forward to see who makes the B, C, D main. I mean, this field is going to be stacked. I mean, there's, mm. um, I believe it's, what did uh, uh, Clayton 
Young the other day told us was there was it sixty one racers from Roar competing? I think. Uh, I believe it was sixty one. He said competing at the worlds, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how they do. All right. Well, best of luck again. We'll let you go because uh, you got to get ready to get your stuff packed up, get ready to go, get some rest. Yep. Before the chaos begins. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to catching up with you again before before we head out to the worlds. And uh, I'm excited. Yep. We'll be back for 256 pre-worlds. We'll do the post-turf Nats, see how Jason did out there and the crew. That's right. And then check in on the world's preparation, which will be very short when he comes back. So got less than a week. That's right. Quick turnaround. Quick turnaround. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Don't forget to like the page, Facebook page, YouTube page, and uh, tell a friend. Obviously, if you're here, you already like the page, so just tell a friend, share it, do whatever you got to do. And we'll be back here for 256 of the Radio Impound Podcast. Later. Yes, you put it succinctly. Succinctly means perfectly. Oh, yeah. May I do that?